the Powerful Nonsense Podcast. Learn everything you need to know to make a living outside the 9 to 5 grind and crush it at life. You'll learn from inspirational guests and in-depth discussions. Go from employee to entrepreneur and start creating a life you love and still pay the bills. So here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Let's get on with the show! This podcast is sponsored by the University of Northampton, the first UK university to be awarded the Ashoka U Changemaker Campus status in recognition for their commitment to social entrepreneurship. Hello! Hello. <laughs> Throwing it around. Bloody hell, like, you just feel like you have to get on, like, we're here. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, guys. I'd you know, shake it up a little no, bit. Nice, I'm going to try a different one each episode, yeah, I think, now. That's a I feel like we should be doing like a little jig around each other. <laughs> Cotton eye, Joe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, welcome to Powerful Nonsense, episode 132. Yes. Uh, introductions. Yes, please. I'm getting into the swing of this introduction thing now. Who the hell am I? I'm Wayne Ingram. I'm Jamie Orders. And this is Powerful Nonsense. Guys. Guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that needs a little bit of work. Maybe it needs a little, a little bit. bit. Um, We're only 132 episodes in and we still haven't found, found any flow. sort of professional yeah. flow. I mean, don't want to script it, though. That's the thing, True. right? Cause, Keep it edgy. Yeah, that's you what know. That's what call it. Yeah, edgy. Yeah, that's what we'll go with. Edgy. Uh, anyway, uh, so... Bit of a different episode today. It is a bit of a different episode and you're going to be leading the charge... On a lot of this, I know, gem. which is quite scary. It is very scary. Which is why this morning I will start activating many of these just so I can be like, okay, I'm not being a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, this is the episode of all the biohacks that Gem has done today. Mm-hmm. No, in all honesty, I do do a lot of these on a regular basis. Okay. To be fair, I haven't done a lot of these for a very long time. Should we clear up what a biohack is as well? Because I think people are like, oh, that sounds really fancy, biohack. Yeah, go on then. Basically, it's something you can do to affect the biology of your body. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it's people call it biohacking, but it's like little tweaks, like little practices or habits you can do on a daily mm-hmm. basis that will just make you feel good and let your body like flourish, have energy, mm-hmm. and much more. I'm glad you did that actually, because I always make the false assumption that anyone I talk to knows what a biohack is. Because yeah. like people are like, oh, I've not been sleeping very well. I'm like, have you tried biohacking? And yeah. they're like, well, what now? I'm like exactly biohacking. They're like, what's that? Yeah, exactly. If you if you know that like, entrepreneurial space, or you watch like Bulletproof Radio, bits and pieces, loads of, like biohacking podcasts. But I think the general public wouldn't have a mm-hmm. clue what biohacking is. Not saying that our listeners are just the general public because you might be in that world already. But yeah, just to clear that up. Yeah. So I'm glad you cool. did that. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it's all about like basically little funky tweaks you can add yeah. to your life. Yeah. It's like a cheat code. Yeah. Think of it as a cheat code. That's why I think where the hacking thing came from. It's meant to be like a cheat code for life. Yeah. You, like people, life hacking and then it became biohacking and then... Yeah. yeah. We so, know how it, well, people have like done the research on how the body works and they've like amped something up a little bit and mm-hmm. like, ooh. And it's not more... This isn't about like the whole kind of like medicine kind of... Because people do like biohacking through like anaracetam. Oh, yeah, no, no. This is, this, is, this is just like habit biohacking. Yeah. As opposed to like, yeah. No Buy all of these pills limitless. and supplements. And you'll be limitless. Uh, that is such a good film, though. Mm-hmm. I might watch that tonight. That is a really good film. I've anyway. You haven't, oh, you have watched it, though. I've watched oh, it. Good. I think we watched it together, didn't we? We might have done, actually. I think we did. Yes. Hmm. That's when we used to go to cinema. 
together, yeah. which hasn't happened in a long time either. It hasn't happened in a long time. We should do that. Anyway. Yes. So uh, before we start working out our bromance dates on, <laughs> on an episode, <laughs> let's go with some biohacks. Okay. Okay. I was going to try to do these in order of like how I do them throughout the day because I thought that might be most useful. Yeah, that could be useful so, if you want to do it that way. I'd say they're all over the place in our okay. notes, but I'm going to kind of start with probably the first thing I do when I wake up, mm-hmm. which is just stretching. Okay. I think in the morning, like... When and this wake, is like the very first thing you do? Yes, yeah, so I'll get out of bed. Actually, I'll make my bed first of all. But then I'll get... I have like a stick, like a broomstick, and then I use that to like stretch, like open up your posture. Right. Because like I think in the morning, all day long, you're sleeping, you kind of stiffen up as you sleep, all the muscles are achy. Mm-hmm. So I like to kind of like stretch a lot in the morning, right. open up my chest. There's loads of like TED Talks out there about... Really open up your chest and actually open up your chest. Actually releases testosterone. Mm-hmm. It puts you in that power, power pose. pose. Power pose. It means you can take in big, deep breaths of uh, oxygen, mm-hmm. so your lungs are full, full up, and you just feel like really good. I always find sometimes even when I do that in the morning, you get a bit lightheaded because right. you literally get like a flush of oxygen and a flush of blood and oxygen to the brain right. that makes you a bit lightheaded. And I just think that. In the morning, when you're feeling a little bit stiff, just to shake everything off, maybe sit down in a squat for a little while, uh, stretch your legs out, or just move around, really. That's why it's the number one thing I do first in the morning. That's number one thing. That's the first well, thing. Well, after making your bed. Yeah, make bed, get out, do some stretches, just really open up chest. Number one, I just think get a, a broomstick and just kind of like stretch it over your back. Mm-hmm. It really feels so good every morning. Mm-hmm. That wakes me up. Look into, look into power poses as well because it's a very similar thing yeah, you're doing it for the stretch yeah. as opposed to yeah. the power pose but what you're stretching is a power pose physiologically as well you're telling yourself that they say like, when you open your chest what that's telling your body is that you're safe and secure and you're confident mm-hmm. whereas like this kind of like closed up chest it means that it's like insecure it actually puts you yeah. into a panic mode people who have anxiety or panic attacks tend to have really bad posture because they're leaning forward and closing off the chest mm-hmm. so open it up kind of it's kind of like that abundant open it's like um, right. they uh, refer it to like Usain Bolt when he wins at the end of a race naturally our pose when we're at our best is like open like totally uh-huh. And so doing that first thing in the morning is telling your body that you're safe, you're secure, you're abundant, and it's mm-hmm. a bit of a mindset thing as well. Okay, so that's good. Okay, so next then, what's the next? After you, so you've power posed it up, you've stretched, <laughs> you're all limber. I'm all limber. The next thing I'll do... You're like, pop, could do contortionist stuff The if next you thing I'll do is actually um, just deep breathing, and this is like called the Wim Hof Method. So once mm-hmm. you get out of bed... Another good thing I do, you, I won't go massively into the whole science behind it, but if you Google, we'll link up Wim Hof. And what it is, it's taking like 30 really, really deep breaths, and then you let the breath out, so it's like... <sighs> I'm not going to do the whole lot, but you do that sort of breathing, where you just let the out breath go, but you take really deep ones in, and you do that for maybe 30 breaths, or sometimes I'll do that for like one minute. Mm-hmm. And what you'll find is your fingers and your feet and everything in your body starts tingling like you're, like you're getting pins and needles. And what that is is that your body has just been flushed with oxygen. Right. And then what you do is once you've done those that one minute of breathing, you do an out breath and then you just hold your breath as long as possible. And so what that will do, and then as you're holding your breath, you'll find your body tingling all over the place. So weird. You might find yourself feeling a little lightheaded. Sometimes it's good to do it sitting down or laying down for a first few times. And then what you do is... What's happened to your body is that you've totally oxygenized mm-hmm. your blood. So there's loads of oxygen in your body, which means now you can like hold your breath for ages. And so mm-hmm. usually you might find yourself holding your breath for anything from like one to three minutes when you first do this. Right. And your body is literally like tingling and you feel a bit spaced out. And what what's really good about this first thing in the morning is that your body's a bit stagnant all night. You've been breathing heavy, maybe on your side, closing your chest off. So you're flushing your body of oxygen. Mm-hmm. 
there's so much more science. I'm not going to go into it too much, but it's super woo-woo in some ways as well. Right. So I'd say check out Wim Hof's it, documentary on Vice. It is the weirdest thing, because we did it when yeah. we did our Christmas episode last year. Yeah. Um, I don't think we did it on the episode. No, we didn't. It was, we, it was after we'd wrapped yeah. the episode. We did it, all of us, it was, it was uh, Junior. It was Junior, right? Yeah, Mark. Junior, James. Mark, James, and Adam Stansbury. Yeah. So James Lambert, Junior Ogunyemi, and then Adam Stansbury and Mark Chester's from uh, The Body and Beyond. And because Mark Chester's has worked with Wim Hof, mm-hmm. or studied under Wim Hof or whatever. Yeah. And so he took us through the breathing process. And I remember it was so weird because your body's almost going like, I, sh- I should breathe now, right? And you, But then when you, you think about it, you're to. like, I don't need to. Yeah. And it is that you feel like you're in this weird bubble mm-hmm. where you don't need oxygen. It's so weird. I would definitely just give it a go once. Yeah. I mean, make sure you look up and, and really do your research on it properly so you don't hyperventilate because <laughs> that is a real danger. Yeah. But um, yeah, look it up, do your research and just give it a go once. If yeah. you can find somebody that can... We'll talk you through it the first time well, you actually, it even better. Talking about like talk yourself through, there's actually a video of Joe Rogan and Wim Hof doing it together on a podcast. Oh, perfect. So if you literally search Joe Rogan, Wim Hof breathing technique, mm-hmm. it'll pop up. I followed that along. Yeah. And now I literally do this every single day. Right. And it literally, the stuff it does for your body resets hormones, it cleans you out. You feel amazing after you feel high on life. And mm-hmm. so you stretch now, your body's feeling limbo, your breath, you've oxygenized your whole body. Mm-hmm. Shall I move on to the next one? Yeah, because we have spent quite a while on that one. Cool. But give it a go. <laughs> so the next thing I do is have a cold shower, which actually Wim Hof, when you look into it, he does a lot of cold therapy. So I'll jump into a cold shower, blast myself with a cold shower, and that kind of wakes up the body now that mm-hmm. all the cells in my body are alive. You're breathing deeper because suddenly it's freezing cold. Right. But also I find that actually starting your day with a cold shower is you've already overcome something because in that moment when you've switched on the shower... You don't really want to get in because you know it's going to be cold. It's going to be painful. Right. But you've just said, you know what, oh, you know what, mind. Really I'm overrunning you. You don't want to do this today. But guess what? You're going in. Chuck myself in the cold shower. Blast it. It's not as bad as I thought. Come out. And I'm like, yeah. I told you, Brain. You said you didn't want to do it. I've done it. And that means after in the day, you've already programmed yourself to say every time when your brain says, no, no, I'm not going to do that. It's too tough. You've already said, overrun it. I'm in charge. Do you know what? I actually. I'm just segueing a little bit. I had a moment yesterday where I was kind of dealing with my issues and uh, I had a moment where I was giving myself some self-talk and I was like, screw you, brain. I'm in the driver's seat here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually wonder if how much... I wonder if there's any science behind scientific research, whether that's like dealt with help deal with mental health issues. Yeah, it is, there is. I was there actually is. just about to say that if you go and look at the research on depression, they've used cold therapy for depression and it has an amazing effect on depression. So that actually is already out there hmm. as doing cold therapy to help with mental health issues. I might have to make that a regular habit. Yeah, so that is one. That's the next one and you'll look into Wim Hof and you'll see why cold therapy can actually be really, really beneficial to everybody for health <laughs> reasons. So the next one I do, which I don't do as often as I'd like to, but I think it's really important, is actually to just get some sunlight in. Mm-hmm. Like this one I totally miss a lot of the time because I'm quickly shooting out the door, getting on the train, going yeah. on the bus or in my room doing some editing. But to get outside in the garden, if you lift the sun's out, let that light get on your face, let it get in your eyes because when we see light, it actually sets our hormone system. It means it tells our body it's, it's daytime energy starts boosting you start feeling awake it's nice just get a bit of sunlight Mm -hmm. i do find if i do make the time for that it's nice to put your feet on the grass it's called like grounding Mm -hmm. ground yourself a little bit feel the earth let the sun on your face and literally if you just did a couple of these habits every morning you feel great when you wake up you're already buzzing you're alive and i do i try to do them every morning i do miss out on the sunlight quite a bit 
That's my next one anyway. After that, usually I fast most days till about two o'clock or one o'clock in the afternoon. So I'll have my first meal of the day will be my lunch. Mm -hmm. There's so much research into intermittent fasting. Can you talk through some? Because I have had many a many a conversation with people being like intermittent fasting. I like I'm like essentially skip breakfast. Yeah. And they're like, that's not good for you. Blah, 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 blah. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm kind of like, I'm always on the back foot because I'm like, well, there's research to suggest that it's good for you. Yeah. But then I can't ever explain why because I don't know the research. So could you just quickly kind of try and sum some of it up? I think, number one, people need to look into where that idea of breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Who did that is probably like a... I don't know Kellogg's or some sort of <laughs> right. some sort of it, breakfast. Yeah, it probably company. was a marketing ploy. I would love wasn't to it? see where that came from. That's and, really and the other thing is the idea that breakfast is this idea of breaking fast. That's why it's called breakfast. And usually, if you were like in the wild as your hunter gatherer, you might not get breakfast that morning. So you mm-hmm. need to do some work before you get that breakfast. Right. So you might not get your meal to the afternoon. Right. And actually. It's a cultural phenomenon that we eat three meals at a set right. period of the day. We have programmed that into ourselves. It's not natural, it's just cultural. I've got to the point recently where actually I'm only eating when I'm hungry. Yeah, which is a great thing to do. It's I'm not conscious. giving myself... There have been days recently where I've just not eaten an evening mm-hmm. meal because mm-hmm. I'm just like, I haven't eaten yeah. an evening meal. And and going back to like the why that's so healthy, is actually most people, first thing in the morning, you wake up and we know from re- we know that the digestive system uses up a lot of our body's energy. So if you wake up and the first thing you do is pile on a load of food on top of your stomach, mm-hmm. suddenly your energy's not gone into you feeling vibrant and energetic. It's actually gone into processing the food. Right. That's number one. The other thing is that... Um, what was I going to say next? Yeah, the other thing about breakfast, actually, is that the longer we don't have... We're not digesting food... If we're not digesting in the morning, our body's actually doing all the repair mechanisms. So the night before it's been doing that while you're sleeping, Mm -hmm. you finish digesting at night and then suddenly your body's like, let's repair things while you're sleeping. And then you wake up and and what it's known as is called ketosis, which you'll get into after a longer period of fasting. And what your body does, it starts eating up all the bad waste cells in your body. Right. The repair mechanisms are kicking in. Actually, testosterone production is being increased because your oh. body is thinking you're not, you haven't got food, so hormonal levels are firing up. There's like a cascade of things that happen when you fast. There's a guy I was watching on YouTube the other day. I forgot what his name was, like Raman Shah or something. I forgot what his name was, but he literally, he's the he's a vegan strongman right. and he's got a world record and he only eats for four-hour periods in a day. Wow. Every day he fasts all day long, has a four-hour eating window. And there's so many... No, that's not like four hours straight of eating. That's no. just like, if he's going to eat, it's, it's got in to those be in windows, those four hours. Yeah. And it's like one meal, what a massive meal he has, wow. and the rest of the time he's fasting. If you look at this guy, this guy is in incredible shape. I think he's like 70 or something, but he's old. His body is probably better than most people's out there. But wow. yeah, just look into intermittent fasting. There's just so much out there about it. It's just, and I find as well, it makes me super productive because I'm not thinking about what to eat first thing in the morning. I'm just, I'm most energetic in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so me just not eating means I'm not worrying about eating. I don't feel hungry. Right. And I get all my work done as quick as possible. And yeah, just, it's very, and it's empowering to know that you choose when you want to eat. Like you said, yeah. when you're eating because you're hungry, not because you feel you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Break down. We're literally halfway through already. I've got, Lots to go through. Yeah, I don't know if we'll cover it all of it, but let's cover as much as we can. We'll do it. So we'll take a break and we'll be back in just a second. So we thought we'd just take a few seconds just to say thank you to our sponsor, the University of Northampton. 
huge thank you to them for supporting the show. Um, so, why should you check them out? Well, first of all, we're we alumni. We yes. went there. So everything that we kind of delivered to you it kind of comes from them in a way. Um, but also, they're not just about getting a degree. The thing we love about Northampton Uni from experience is the fact that you come out of your course with your degree, but also there's so many options on the table. They understand that it's not just about going out and getting a job anymore. It's also about the possibility of setting up your own business and becoming an entrepreneur. And to top that off, (laughs) it's not just about setting up a business. It's about setting up a social enterprise. That's their specialist area. So if you're thinking of setting up a business, it can also be one that's doing good to the world and delivering social impact. So check them out, northampton.ac.uk. And a huge thank you to them for supporting the show. Welcome back. Need to take a breather. I feel like I spoke a lot. You did. Well, I did say you were going to be taking the lead on this one because you are the biohacker of the two of us. Yes, it's all good. You usually recommend a biohack and I try it and I'm like, yeah, I'll give that a go. I'll make that regular. And then Mm -hmm. like six months later, I haven't done it for like three months. Uh That's kind of how it goes. That's another thing as well. Like, I will just say, like, don't beat yourself up if you don't manage to make this a habit. Just get back on there on the horse when you realise you haven't done it for a while yeah and I always find that if I am feeling a bit rough in myself I'll actually find that it's because I've let go of some of these habits uh-huh. yeah I've had that realisation myself in the last few weeks I've kind of gone oh I've been unproductive tired feeling a bit shit in myself oh that's why <laughs> I haven't meditated I haven't had a cold shower for ages I don't fast anymore all this stuff yeah okay so let's go because we've got loads to cover so let's go into the next one trying to think where to go next because I do think probably one thing that I do which I kind of cut back on was drinking coffee and I think mm-hmm. coffee again has I'll have a cup of coffee and they say have it a little bit quite a bit after you've woken up I think two or three hours or something because your body's already le- releasing cortisol hormones which are going to wake you up right. and coffee will do that as well so you don't want a double hit of cortisol because that will make you crash right so they say have coffee a little bit further out in the day so I do have a cup of coffee maybe one one coffee a day which I just think gets me feeling good yeah makes me buzz um, <laughs> literally makes me buzz and then um, again there's a lot of research on all the health benefits of coffee digestion it helps um, I find that it just it makes me like if I've got like a bit of thinking to do yeah. I want to be productive it seems to like give me that little boost whether that's a placebo or not but for me I think coffee good quality coffee is something at one cup a day, no more. And sometimes I have one cup three days in a row and I feel, you know what, I've had too much coffee because I don't feel it, which is another thing you get really sensitive to your body when you start kind of tracking these things. Mm-hmm. And I will cut it out. So it's not like about having five or six coffees just because you're knackered. There's another yeah. problem, not the coffee. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm still waiting to find out whether you won those 10 free coffees or not. Jim. Me too. <laughs> did uh, put myself in for a raffle for 10 free coffees at Costa, but we haven't found out if it's going to come through yet. <laughs> dragging it out. <laughs> Yeah. Um, another biohack which I haven't put in here which kind of goes on to like the eating which I've been doing lately I'm not saying you have to try veganism or whatever else but I do think a biohack that people should try is just maybe reducing the amount of meat they eat mm-hmm. I think meat takes a lot of pre- does puts a lot of pressure on your digestive system it's expensive to buy think of the Christmas dinner right exactly the post Christmas dinner and you're like yeah. oh my god I can't move Yeah. that's because of the meat exactly it so is much meat content and not, not enough people are combining their meat with like I greens I couldn't be further from being a vegan but I agree with you there like you only have to eat a lot of meat and you can feel in your body the fatigue because your body's just gone I need to break this shit down (laughs) exactly and like all of your blood goes to your stomach (laughs) (laughs) literally and everything else switches off yeah 
So, yeah, and I think a lot of people don't combine, if they are eating meat, they're not combining enough with greens, which help it process. So I do think, like, if you want a bit more energy or you're feeling a bit groggy in yourself, reducing your meat consumption can be an amazing way to sort of biohack yourself to feel more Mm -hmm. energetic. So I'm not going to preach on the veganism, but add more greens into your diet as well. Um, I guess I want to start going into sort of things that we start doing to, like, wind down the day. Like, as I say, diet-wise, I do think just keep to lean greens, like, yeah, have as many greens as you can, have your juices when you can, which are really, really good as well. Um, at night time, I think a lot of people do suffer with sleep problems. And Particularly I do. these days with phones. Yeah. So there's a few things. I know we've done a sleep episode before, so I don't want to, like, go into them too mm-hmm. much. But I think the things that I do on a daily basis that I feel really like, I sleep well every night. Like, I don't have a bad sleep in night. I, don't, I can't remember the last time I've said, oh, I had a really bad night of sleep last night. I maybe don't get all the hours I want but I'm always like conked out and I always find that um which I'm going to first actually I think one of the this is the point I want to start on the sleeping I think is the whole mobile blue light which is can be keeps you awake people look at screens all day long or they've been on the computer all day long or they come mm-hmm. home and they're on their laptop still looking at screens and I think I'm really proud that Apple have actually put in night shift onto their phones which makes your screen yellow kind of takes out those blue lights which keep you awake so mm-hmm. If you can, research blue light, filter glasses, blue light, how it affects sleep. And I think you'll see that actually a lot of the time we are being affected by the lights that are in our eyes. They're keeping us awake. They're telling our body that it's sunlight. And so our body's the same. Why are you going to sleep if you've been looking at this bright screen, which we think is the sun, Mm -hmm. all night? So, yeah, you're tricking your brain to stay awake. So, number one, look into uh, blue light, filter glasses and that sort of stuff. Another thing I do regularly, which I've kind of got into, and it's kind of expensive here and there, but it's not super pricey, and I do it maybe once every two weeks or once every week, is have an Epsom salt bath. Ah, okay. Which Epsom salts, if you go on Amazon, you could buy like a bucket of like five kilograms for about, I don't know, five or ten pound, I think it is, ten pound for like a five kilo massive tub. And then if I'm feeling really tired and my muscles are aching, I think there's lots of like research out there for how most of us don't get enough magnesium in our diet. I have spray magnesium. I also have Epsom salt magnesium, which I put in my bath, a hot bath, pour that stuff in. Literally, you'll go in and the stuff, because it's so high in magnesium, it makes you feel so relaxed. And so what I'll do is sink sink into the bath, 30 minutes in Epsom salts. You don't have to add anything else in there. And then when you come out, what you'll find is that you'll start sweating really crazily because Epsom salts is a detoxifier. Starts getting all the crap out of your pores. You literally start sweating for about 10, 20 minutes after you get out of the shower. Mm-hmm. You might want to go have a little another shower after that. But I do find that that really sort of flushes your body with magnesium, which keeps you relaxed. It helps magnesium helps ridiculous amount a ridiculous amount of like bodily functions. So it's like everybody needs more magnesium in their body. Most people do. Um, so yeah, try an Epsom salt bath. It's cheap. You can do. You can even buy a small one kilo bag which you put in a bath for about I don't know four pound or three pound so that's that one um the other thing I do before bed is uh which one should I go to actually I'm going to talk about my um sort of meditation end of night sort of slow down yeah because you meditate in the evening I meditate in the morning when I meditate but you do it in the evening well yeah I do I meditate if I'm traveling like if I'm on a train in the day I'll meditate um I use an app called simply being which I think is really good just kind of guided meditation um, or in an, I usually meditate at night time because I feel like sometimes, because I've been doing so much in the day, that my brain's still trying to be active on all the different things I need to do. Right. So what I will do is I have a sleep induction mat, which you've tried out before, which is like a bed of nails, it's called. It's like a, a mat which has like little spikes in it, and I pop that onto my bed, 
and then I lay on that t-shirt off and it's kind of like spiky into your back it like mm-hmm. digs in yeah um again I got that from Bulletproof Radio um so check out he's got a great blog on my sleep induction mats help you fall off fall to sleep and it's something to do with the whole when the spikes go into your body it kind of tells your body to like panic initially to protect yourself and then before long like it's gone for so long that the body just decides to relax so once you take the mat away the body feels relief because it's right. like yes the pain's gone and then suddenly all your muscles relax which helps right. to switch you off to sleep which makes sense but I kind of like I do like the triple threat when it comes to my pre-sleep um, like regime is I'll have a sleep induction mat I'll put um, my headphones on and I'll put binaural beats mm-hmm. which are like again there's an app called binaural beats I think it is on iPhone and I can set, set that you can set different uh, waves um, sound waves there's different ones you've got delta all different types of waves but delta is the sleep wave that I use and then you put that to sleep mode I put on my head I put on my um, meditation app so I've got the delta sleep wave, binaural beats I've got my guided meditation so the guided meditation is happening over the binaural yeah. beats okay yeah, yeah so they're both going at the same time got the guided meditation I might set that for 10-15 minutes put lay on my sleep induction mat and like that's it I'm laying on that I'm feeling relaxed and usually that is enough usually I find myself like towards the end of that meditation I'm like cold like I'm like can't even move anymore like, I'm right. nearly asleep so once it turns off quickly chuck everything out of the bed lay down and I'm like zonked within like a right. minute or two so that's all like my really good end of day sleep hacking but that's I usually do all that stuff most days I'd say the sunlight one probably not getting outside as much as I can mm-hmm. but the rest of it is like a, happens every day but we've got about five minutes left or so of the episode is there anything you want to sort of like jump in on on some of these um, things I mean you've kind of already covered like everything that I would have said on any of those points <laughs> uh, in all honesty so I've not really got anything else to add I just think just experiment with stuff and also don't just stop here like there's loads of other stuff that you can do um some of it cheap some of it expensive like i do like a good and i haven't done this for a long time sat in my cupboard i do love a good chamomile and honey tea before bed i thought you was gonna say like sitting in your cupboard like that was a biohack no 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 no, not sitting in my no no the chamomile tea is sitting in my cupboard not me that sounds quite mellow this like mellowed out in your cupboard sipping the tea it's very odd um but yeah no like i do uh, that one can help really relax me i also am in favor of um a bath before bed that Mm -hmm. really helps me relax Mm -hmm. not in the summer though not a good idea because then you're just like i'm so hot oh my god but it's certainly like in the winter yeah a good bath before bed i think a lot of these things are not particularly biohacks actually just looking after yourself right yeah, yeah. It's a bit fancy to say biohacks, but I do think a lot of time it's just you taking care of your body. Mm-hmm. Like I just a couple of other things that come to mind that I sometimes you use. I have like a body brush, which is just brushing off the dead skin of your body. It helps drain a lymphatic system. Um, having a massage every so mm-hmm. often as well. These are things that people see as like a treat, but like shouldn't you treat yourself every right. now and then? Shouldn't you care for this body? You're in mm-hmm. your body's your home, and so I think like these are things where you are. Just treating yourself. And I think that's number one. I think people are so busy working, don't reward their body for doing all the hard work for them or take the time out to like nourish yourself. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Great. A bit of a different episode, but I'm sure if you take on any of those habits, like just, I would just say go for the breathing. That's one of my favorite Mm -hmm. ones I've added in recently. Or the cold shower. I love the cold shower. Cold shower shower is always a treat. Breathing, cold shower together, then you are a winner. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Cool. So, yeah, a different episode from usual, but a useful one. 
I think definitely a lot of actionable stuff you can just try out, experiment. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you, but give it a go. Um, right. Yes. Let's wrap up there then. Yes, so, lots of references in uh, yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, all of the uh, show notes and stuff, it will be at powerfulnonsense.com forward slash 132, so you can find any stuff that we've referenced there. Um, if you have any biohacks yourself that you've tried, leave a comment, let us know, um, either on YouTube, Facebook, or on the blog post itself. Let us know about your breathing experiences. Yeah. I know you're definitely going to feel yeah. some interesting stuff. That will be, that'll be a brand new experience for you. It will be really good to uh, hear how that went for you. Um, yeah, give us a thumbs up if you're on YouTube or if you're on iTunes as well. Uh, leave us a five-star review. That would be really great. Helps get the show out there to more people. And, of course, hit those subscribe buttons everywhere. Um, So thanks very much for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. See you later.